Welcome to another episode of Not Just the Hook. This is Jamil Ellis. And this is Michelle Chu. And this is the Chadwick Boseman episode. Well, he, he might come up more than once. <laughs> he might, he, we might spread out our love for Chadwick Boseman in like multiple episodes. So this is the first. This is the first Chadwick Boseman is, the, is, is, is more correct. August 28th, uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman passed away uh, from colon cancer um, at the age of 43. It's a disease he'd had for a while, but m- most didn't know that he was sick. Um, so he, he was sick while he was producing some of the, the, the greatest uh, work in his career. And he's a young man. I mean, I am, I am turning 43 in less than a month. Um, and it was... Uh, it's something that hit me hard. Um, we had, we talked last episode about where you get your information from and like who you're in contact with. And I have to say, I was very thankful about how I heard um, about uh, Chadwick passing. I, I heard it from you, um, Michelle. <laughs> and as I'll get into like what Black Panther and Chadwick means, but I was really happy that I didn't, you know, often you find out about someone trending on a Twitter feed or something in your Facebook feed from like some random person. Um, but somebody, but you, you know, I, I know, I know had some feelings on it too, but I was very glad to hear from you. And, um, and how did you, you want to share how, how, how did you find out you were, you're ahead of the curve. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, um, the way I found out is I was actually listening and watching DJ Mose on Instagram. I was watching one of his live streams. It was Friday night. Uh, he, you know, started a live stream. And I, I think I had just barely tuned in, to be honest. And I was I I don't always read the the chats at this point. <laughs> but I looked down and I literally saw Chadwick Boseman RIP, which, you know, clearly doesn't need an explanation. And then, but, but, but my first reaction was shock because I was like, that can't be true. And, and then other chats started to roll in saying something similar. And then a few minutes later, DJ Mose said, wait a minute. And he said, Chadwick Boseman just passed away. And, you know, and I think he said at the age of 43. And, and, and I, it was one of these things where it's like, you see all these messages coming in on the feed and then DJ most, you actually see him looking at his phone and trying to verify this. Like we're all experiencing it at the exact same time. And, and I think as soon as DJ most said that I like, you know, I did my own search, like what the hell happened? Um, and, and I verified it for myself. And then I, I told you. The movie's always meant a bunch to me, you know, I'm like a bunch of people fanboy, and I have a, I have a black Panther helmet. <laughs> I think I've dressed up as black Panther for, for Halloween. Um, <laughs> I thought you just went to work that way. I actually didn't realize was, you dressed up for Halloween. I thought was, you literally ha- wore your black Panther helmet every day, you know, yeah. to show them who was king. 
<laughs> I do have it on my, it is on my, de- on my, it has been on my desk at work. Um, and it, it is kind of, and it is my background often. I, I have it if, you know, when you, if you guys see video of this, of our recording here, I, and I've had it as my background for a lot, even before I just had, like I knew like Black Panther has been the background, um, either the lab or the throne room has been one of my main Zoom backgrounds. Yes, I think um, the one theme I'll touch on in the movie, from from the movie Black Panther that really resonates with me. It was a, a movie where I got to it felt like I saw some version of myself on the screen or many versions of myself on the screen, and it's not something that you often see. Um, as something that I wrestle with in the, the media that I see, um, I struggled often to see myself. Um, I think about it a lot. I think about it so much. I I wrote a show about it. <laughs> um, I wrote a show that was in the New York International Fringe Festival a couple of years ago um, called um, Magic Negro Speaks. It's all about the, the magic Negro um, and trope. You know, the, the, the black guy that's just there to be magical and help white people out. And part of that was a struggle. Part of it was like me thinking about whether or not I was just there to help white people <laughs> and, and, and not taking the lead myself. I mean, and I, you know, even through that, like from where I then to now, like I was a lead then, but now I'm an executive. And I think I've really tried to you know, dealing with my own identity issues, and how to, <laughs> how to be, how to be a lead in a world where you don't see people look like you. There's so many other elements of what, when you see so many different black people, like we were talking about, there's so many strong women characters in, mm-hmm. in the movie and they're all, they're all different, strong. Um, and that's, a, you know, because it, it, he's got his sister and the love interest, the head of the head of the guard, and his mom, and they're all these different strong black women, um, and you know, so often, uh, like like the magic needle trope, you know, most of what I see of people that of color, and that's not just of all color, and of women even is is two dimen- is, is very two dimensional, and Black Panther didn't do that, um, and yeah, it's def- definitely not. So very, very sad to, to, you know, some that had created such great work um, to see him, him pass at such a young age. Um, saddened. Uh, I don't know if you had any, like, what did, what did Black Panther, what, what, what did you, I, I know you've also seen it several times and we, we've been on the, the Chadwick movie spree here, but um, I don't know if you had any yeah. thoughts on um, yeah, I mean, Challenge Jazz, um, a, a group that, that will play hip hop soundtracks on top of movies, um, did a version of Black Panther last week. So actually, I think they're rerunning it right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have, I've also watched Black Panther multiple times. Um, and of course I tuned into the part when he is literally being brought back to life, and uh, I'm sure me and everyone else who rewatched Black Panther in the last couple of weeks was like, okay, we just need to get some of that herb. <laughs> we need to like get a mortal and pestle. We need Angela Bassett to mix up a batch. And 
we're going to get him back, right? So, um, but yeah, so prior, prior to his very, very, very untimely death, which we are both, like, extremely saddened over still, um, one thing that I really appreciated about Black Panther is how much space he gave on screen. And I'm sure it was a collaborative effort, but, you know, we have to recognize. So Chadwick Boseman was the star of Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman was Black Panther. (laughs) All right. Um, And yet I felt like whenever he was on screen, it was just it was an ensemble. You know, the women were never diminished by his presence. In fact, I felt like they were bolstered. He definitely treated all women as his equal. He didn't talk down to any of them. They all had a strong voice. You know, his sister, extremely savvy with technology. Um, His general, extremely fierce in battle. Um, And then his love interest, um, you know, just extremely smart in her own way and and wasn't going to stay around to watch him be king. Like, she made that very clear. And he was, you know— he just rolled with it. <laughs> um, there was no giant like, no, I am king. You must listen to me. There was never any of that. Um, and and he just, he was so, you felt the generosity on screen. You felt like he was making space for these women to be present. And that sounds so simple. And yet, how many movies do that? <laughs> Yeah, and I, and from what I've read, he was like that with uh, you know it, it, not just to women the co-stars. He's someone who like attended uh, auditions for a bunch of the other characters that are the that are share the screen with him, and he's and that generosity and that uh, humility is something that it it comes off in the in the, in, um, in a very real performance that how you want uh, you believe a king should be. You were saying something that I hadn't realized that they had a, a, a male and female editor um, mm-hmm. on, on the film, and that that was instrumental in some of the choices that were are made and actually how they put together and told the story. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a pivotal scene toward the end of the movie where um, the the three women, so Okoye, which is his general, Nakia, who's his love interest, and Shuri, who's his sister. Um, by the way, all three badass women in their own right. I mean, yeah. like whenever they're on screen, like, they're not they're not looking to be saved by anyone. They're right. looking to save themselves and save other people around them. Yeah. So, um, but there is a scene where they're being surrounded by the the border patrol, essentially, which which is which is led by the general's like love interest. <laughs> You know, and they're they're being pushed in in like they're they're surrounded by these shields, and then um, Mbaku, who they had gone to earlier to try to get his army to to support their cause, um, Mbaku, who basically was like, "Nope, I'm staying out of this," he shows up. But what what you know what the you know apparently Ryan Coogler likes to work with a male and female editor, and that's so interesting to me because. You know, we have different viewpoints and and we pick up on different things. So um, the female editor, basically, which I was trying to find her name just now, but I couldn't find it. Um, You know, she basically said she watched the edit and the edit basically made it look like these three strong badass women 
um, were being saved by a bunch of men, um, which was M'Baku's army. And, and so it was, it was her recommendation to do another edit. And so the edit that stayed, which is in the final cut, is a shot of a, a female warrior in M'Baku's army. And it's a very tight shot. And she's the first person that you see before that they, before they go in and start to save the women. Um, and, and it is important, you know, it's a small detail, but it does mean a lot because, you know, the entire movie had been set up as, you know, propping up these women as pillars of strength and to have the movie end with like, well, but, the dudes are going to come and save the day. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't tell the doesn't tell the right story. <laughs> doesn't tell the right story, and I think, um, I think so. One of the themes you'll hear us talk a lot about in this podcast throughout is about um, diversity, collaboration um, across culture and gender collaboration, and it's important that the uh, the academy just came out with um, some. Rather, I mean, they're not like very strict rules on, on, on having some kind of diversity to be a contender for um, best picture starting in 2024. Um, I'm going to, we'll talk about that at another time and get to that. Not today because I'm not going to distract, but the, the <laughs> diverse voices matter and cross, and I, I can't stress uh, just on, on a personal note, this fall, um, I got um, be part of a, um, a mini musical podcast. So we've I've done some updates to the script. We've written some new music. There's going to be some awesome stars in it. Um, and this fall, where there's a musical version of uh, the title for the fall version is The Last Magic Negro, Chad's Great Awakening. I have a, a white co-writer. He's my, he was always my composer um, for the main show, for the show I did before. But we co-wrote a bunch of this. And it was really interesting because, you know, you know, I, the, the setup of is a of the of the musical is is, is mostly it's it, part of it is about the magic negro and part of it is about this white guy during this whole time from June during the height of what's going on back in June trying to figure out like what is what does it mean for him to be an, an, what is he supposed to do in this whole I'm an ally I care about this what do, I, I, I and our collaboration and I think what ended up being what really works about it is, and we had a reading, Michelle, Michelle, you attended it. We did a reading before and you can hear both our voices in it. And so there, when we we did the reading, um, it was a multicultural group of people listening. And they said the, the, it was, it was very approachable. It was in a different way. And and both of our voices came out and it was, it was really fun to collaborate and give space for both of our voices in something because I mean, that's what is it that creates art that connects. I think you, you, you get it to, I think you get to a next level point when you're able to do that kind of collaboration, right? You don't miss the points like, yeah, no, you can't have the men come and save them. That, that's not going to work. Um, and, and, and so I really appreciate that collaboration and um, I'm excited to, to see the final product there. What's your, um, what's your coworker? What's your co-writer's name? His name is Andrew Fox. Um, so a collaborator, Andrew Fox. So he, he wrote all the music. He's a fantastic musician. Um, and when we uh, when we do the outro, I will say what the podcast series is. <laughs> okay. Um, so I used the magic um, of the internet to verify <laughs> the name of the editor. So her name is 
Debbie Berman, uh, and she's also South African. Um, and so, uh, she, she helped edit, um, Black Panther and, and she, that was her feedback in terms of making that cut. Uh, and I think it's, it's worth recognizing that, um, we all have our blind spots. Um, there are all, there are things that we see very clearly and there are things we don't. And that's why it actually improves all of us to have people who see what we don't see. You know, instead of um, being, uh, instead of taking this perspective that, that like, oh, I see all, that's not true at all. <laughs> um, so it's, it's better to have that cross-collaboration from, from different viewpoints. Totally agree. Uh, so uh, my show is going to be part of uh, IndieWorks' bite-sized Broadway uh, mini-musical podcast, which premieres on October 5th. Um, I'll leave a, you can look out for the link uh, in the show notes and so you can see it. You should check it out and um, I hope you can listen to that show. This is going to be the first of many conversations that we have about Chadwick Boseman on the show. I'm just going to warn you right now. Um, we already had a lot to say before his passing and mm -hmm. with his passing, we're learning so much more now. Um, you know, prior to his death, he was definitely a cultural icon. He had played multiple people in biopics that were real. Uh, he played Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. He played James Brown in Get On Up. He played Jackie Robinson in 42. These are all really important people in history. Uh, and then he went on to play back Black Panther and... And so what he represented was not only um, a strong voice um, in cinema, but also, you know, I think watching his films, you feel that he gives his co-stars um, co so much space. He stars in all of these, and yet you feel the generosity on screen. I think that's why all of his colleagues have come out to say positive things about him. So it's a true loss to the artistic community. It's a true loss to the film community. Um, and then on top of that, I think that you felt his generosity of spirit in, in all the interviews he did. Um, you knew he was a bridge builder. And, and we, we're going to talk about that in future episodes. But having allies that cross you know, social lines and racial lines and all these lines is so instrumentally important for furthering the conversation. And he was one of those people without a, without a doubt. Yeah. I think um, I was one of the interviews that they sh show that they, they, they put together tributes quick, fast on, on Oh him. yeah. <laughs> it like was like two that. Days later. Two days later, it was a tribute. I, and I, I watched it. I was glad to watch it. Same. Um, we were watching it. Yeah, it, and he's talked about embodying those um, those important people that he um, did, and, and what it was that he seemed to really he, he spoke very reverently about what it is to embody someone that is brave, that is important, that did something, and you can and you can sense that um, 
in the real people and in the fictional life Adler, he's he really did embody and so important to embody those um, important people in history and he he took it as something very serious and something um just it's it, it was it means a lot to the the the, the, the you know to have those things uh, have those meant a lot to to see those things on screen and to see the best the strength of um, people of color on screen. Yeah, he he's talked in interviews about you know the roles that he's chosen to take. Um, and there's a real dignity in his performances, you know. Um, he he made the decision to take roles that he felt furthered the conversation, um, and that that is extremely important for storytelling and for representation. Um, that he portrayed these characters in such a in such a regal light, honestly, you know, like, like, like it, it just goes down to, I think who he, he was as a person and, and the, the traits that he wanted to, to show. Chadwick Boseman gave us so much in his short life. He gave us these great performances that we have for, you know, as long as we're, we're going to be on this earth. Um, and he gave out so many gifts to us. And so, Imagine what life would be like if we'd even have those gifts. Um, and, and that's one thing that, that helps give me comfort in that, you know, even though I, I really truly think this is a giant loss and I think a great man is gone, um, at least he left us with so many things to be thankful for. And you should, everyone, really, go, wa- go watch a bunch of Chadwick films. It'll make you happy. <laughs> it, 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 my soul feels better after watching, um, having, a, having a week of watching a bunch of his films. It's, it's a, a great binge-watching thing to go watch a bunch of Chadwick films. So Definitely. there you go. That's our, your tip for the day. If you do one thing, go, go, go watch a bunch of Chadwick movies there and um, enjoy and, and, um, and, and the greatness of those. So thanks for listening to uh, another episode of Not Just the Hook. Um, as I said, we got to, we, you know, we're we're going to be positive and happier after this. This is you know this is a little little bit of a it's down a little bit of a down thing, but we you know I think ultimately there's a lot of hope in what what his work represents, um, and we're going to get into that and talk about that, and I'm excited to talk about that. So we will get to get back on that positive, exciting tip uh, next episode. Thanks for listening. Michelle, where can they find us online? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us on YouTube. Um, We're at Not Just The Hook. Uh, And then if you want to subscribe, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We're basically wherever you can find your podcasts. We're everywhere. So that's our show. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. (laughs) 